This is the forgetting. I, I don't want to exhibit pity, but I'm. You're you're making me feel very sad. I, I can I can also just hear in your voice that you're that you're worn down. I um, I've lost a stepbrother, mm. and um, that's upsetting to me. She said, um, "Alzheimer's, right?" And I said, "How did you know?" And it turned out she was a doctor at Bethesda Naval Hospital, and she got me up and walked me over to the counter, said, "Take care of this man," and then, like an angel, she disappeared. From WCAI Studios in Woods Hole and from my brownstone in Brooklyn, New York, this is The Forgetting, a podcast about dementia. I'm David Shank, author of the book The Forgetting and creator of the Living with Alzheimer's Film Project. And with me is my friend and brother and co-host and founder, Greg O'Brien, author of On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. His book has that subtitle because Greg has as you know, early onset dementia, and he's committed bravely to reporting his experience from the front lines for as long as he possibly can. That's why we put this podcast together. That's why it exists. This is season two, episode three, and we are recording this on December 11th, 2019. It's been about two months since we last spoke, Greg. How are you? Um, okay. How, how are you? I just turned the tables. Okay. Well, I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, I know you've had um, you've had a, a fall recently, and um, we both want to talk about that. Can you uh, tell us what happened and how you're feeling now? Yeah, I, I um, in, in in my journey, Alzheimer's dementia, um, I've been tripping a lot recently, more and more, and loss of balance. And I think I told you that. Um, there's no little feeling from my uh, feet to my knees and um, uh, also in, in my arms and hands. And, and uh, it is neuropathy, but the doctors have also said it's complicated by brain signals not connecting properly because everything comes down from the brain. And um, so my balance hasn't been so good. And my wife, well, all different times of day is a observed me tripping and there have been several falls but um uh now here's the deal what because <laughs> i have to do, and i told you i would do this um right now with where my head is david i have to refer to notes and i know you don't want me to do that but i have to so is that okay no with you? no no of course it is greg i'm i'm not i don't want to get you in the way of your life i, I we, we've talked about this in the past and of course i want you to do what you need to do but i think it is it is um, good for the audience to know, and I'm glad you're, you're signaling that you're referring to notes, because I want the audience to hear the difference between what your thought process is like and what it's like when you're, when you're reading from materials. That's, that's all. That's my only point on that. Okay. Um, but but it, it, it spiraled me down, and um, I got out of an Uber two weeks ago in, in my driveway, and um, my um, my body, as soon as my foot hit the pavement of my driveway, uh, my body collapsed. And um, uh, 
as you know, David, I, I write everything down now and I have to do it more and more. Um, observations or things I'm trying to remember. And I think of, um, and, and cut me off if I'm going into the weeds here too much, but I, I think of um, my laptop as uh, uh, my artificial brain. And, um, and so instinctively, I, have, I had it in my hand and I had uh, a backpack in the other. And in the moment, my brain said, protect your artificial brain. And I held on to my laptop and hit the pavement face on and um, uh, should have gone to the hospital. I refused. Um, I ended up with a, a very serious, I went to see my doctor the next day, um, ended up with a, a very serious um, concussion, which is the third traumatic head injury that I've sustained over the years. And if you think it's appropriate, we could talk about it because it, it, it is somewhat related to Alzheimer's dementia. And, um, and, and I, I wrote these down just to go, it, 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 the, I deal with a, a, a lot of fogginess, like when you're in a boat and you feel the fog coming up behind you and you race for the harbor. Um, but the fog in these last two weeks has been overcoming and there's this ringing in my head that hasn't gone away and a headaches and greater memory loss. Like I said, now I'm writing every freaking thing down and more loss of balance and vomiting and nausea and uh, seeing things that aren't there and not sleeping and I don't know, greater depression. And um, I, 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 I don't, we talked about it before, I'm not saying this for pity, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it just to explain what happens when you get your bell rung, and um, I've um, had it rung so many times when uh, I, I was, well, anyway, you pick, see, now I'm losing my train of thought because I took my eyes off the... Um, the notes here, but go ahead. You asked mm. me a question because uh, well, you're, you're smart. Like um, that. I, Greg, I can. <laughs> I just want to say a few things that I'm thinking, um, since that's what you know. The, this whole podcast is is based on our relationship and our us being truthful with one another. And um, I, I don't want to exhibit pity, but I'm you're you're making me feel very sad. I, I can I can also just hear in your voice that you're that you're worn down. And um, uh, I mean, I'm 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 very sorry that that thing happened to you, but I'm also just I'm I'm sad that this is uh, I'm just sad, and and I know you are too, and and uh, you're you're much more than sad. But um, I I wonder you know, how on, on on that, and this is why I love you because you and others have helped me. I push away the pity and. I try to ignore in the moment as much of this as I can because the greater message, and we're, we're talking about the bigger picture of Alzheimer's and dementia, and, and um, it's all wrapped up into one, as you know, and there are a lot of unknowns in, in this, and to try to get people's attention to so they can feel that they can walk in faith, hope, and humor, and I just feel that... Um, 
if 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 you want to know and and you could edit this out if this isn't you know if it's below the bar but um i i um i've lost a step brother mm. and um that's upsetting to me yeah and and i i imagine it adds to the depression right oh yeah not, uh, but not just I, I I refuse. My doctors um, want me to uh, take more depression medication, but I'm just not going to get dumbed down. And I I I I take some, but I won't take more now. What does the depression medication do to you that you don't like? Why Why would you not take more of it? I'm curious. Well, I think too much of it numbs you out, and. Sometimes, uh, if I could get this right, pain in life um, can make you more articulate. Is that the Mm -hmm. right thing to say? Sure. Um, Look at some of the great writers and poets in the world, and they they went through a lot of pain. And um, it, uh, I think, pain helps one, I know I'm not being articulate now, but I think pain helps one find the soul when the brain and the body are not working so well because you're you're looking for another source to get through it. And I don't want depression medication, I have to take some, but I don't want over medication to block that search for the soul, however one wants to define it. Um, so as long as we're on this topic, are you, can you say that your, some of your suicidal thoughts have, have, are are in check or is that also kind of getting worse and worse? Well, um, a week ago, uh, when things were just coming at me and I just felt I, all this shit was going on and, and, um. I, I, I went into rage, which I did, and and then my wife was Mary Catherine back in the bedroom and, and you know <laughs> I'm doing a lot of I'm sorry and sending people <laughs> apology emails these days because I think you have to, but I went in the back bedroom where a bedroom is and I closed the door and I said, um, I'm sorry, I just want to go home. And I think you know what that might mean. Mm. But I don't think that God, the universe, um, because I've tried twice or moved in that direction twice, um, but they would probably kick me out of heaven. So um, I'm here now. So I guess I got stuff to do as long as I can. But it's, David, it's getting harder now. And I could talk to you as a, you know, it's sometimes when we do these podcasts, I feel I'm just talking to you and hopefully people realize, maybe they realize that you and I are being candid with each other and maybe that's helpful to them. But um, I'm sure they can hear the candor. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sad right it's, now. I'm it's, sad. It's, and and, I, and I, I, it's just, I, I hear I'm that. just sad. I, just I, I I also just want to I, I I don't want to I mean it's going to make me sound like I'm just solipsistic but I also just want to share the feelings I'm having to listening to you because it, it kind of 
I think it's useful to kind of represent the the rest of the universe in, in hearing some of this stuff. And I another thought is I, I'm 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 now just kind of pissed off that we're not in the same room because it's hard. It's when you're look when you're joking around and when you're upbeat, it can be fine to do these conversations over a phone or whatever we're you know however we're doing this over the you know, airwaves. But you know it. It, it moments like this, I just want to, you know, put my arm around you and, and just be with you. And it, and, and, and so this kind of, the distance kind of sucks also. Well, for the first time when I came in here, I was sitting by myself. And for the first time since we started doing this, I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then I heard inside, however that works, no, you have to do this just do it but it was the first time I said um, I can't do this so, so I, Greg um, we, we talked about your uh, the the depression medication you want to you want to take some but you don't want to take too much I, I wonder <laughs> can we talk candidly about yeah. um, self-medication and is there I, I I know you drink, and I'm not saying you're a big drinker, but mm-hmm. I, I'm curious about kind of yes or no, and maybe to get into a little bit of details, like is there, and I used to exercise a lot. I don't even know if that's if that's a part of your regime anymore, but can we talk about how you manage uh, some of these, you know, some of these challenges, you know, in your own way? Well, I think that's a very important thing because I had a, discussion with my doctor about it. And um, I have a couple of doctors, but this this guy is one of my best friends. And he was concerned because there is that tendency to self-medicate. And I told him, um, and, and I think this is important for people who are listening. Um, I, I don't like alcohol, so I don't, you know, like vodka stuff. That has no taste for me. Beer, when I was younger, being Irish, you know, I like beer. Now it fills me up. But um, I find that very good wine chills me out. And I'm finding that I'm drinking too much wine. And not to the point of, of being silly, but to the point where it's not healthy. And um, I had to... Uh, confront this uh, because it was kind of my my way of dealing with stuff at the end of the day and um, because everything kind of builds up and builds up and so um, I was never uh, I, I if I, if I ever went like a lot of times you know at the end of the day I, I go by myself and I go to the gym and I work out and then um, I, I don't have a license anymore and then I walk up the street and uh, with my laptop and my son who's at the gym picks me up and I sit by myself in a tavern over in a corner everyone knows that and I just write and and you know I'll have a glass or two of wine but over time the two has become four and that's not good I've been confronted in my soul. My doctor has talked to me and and said, look, 
where your head is right now, where you are on this journey of dementia and Alzheimer's, that is not helping you at all. It's not smart. You need to find a better way. And so he said, he, he put up two fingers and he said, that's it. You can have two glasses of wine a day. And um, I struggle with that and I'm working on that. And and so if there are others who are listening who are struggling, you're not alone. The wine chills me out. It relaxes me. But you have to you have to curtail it and I can't I realize now that I can't use that as an escape. But it's difficult, David. I mean it may some people might be listening and say, Well, that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, having four glasses of wine at night and then two, that's that takes some some self restraint, but I know it's the best thing for me. And um, I work at it. I'm not going to tell you I succeed every day, but I pray about it. And I know I have to get there. And my doctor is right. What about the exercise, Greg? Are you still, it sounds like you're still able to do some exercise and that's a good thing for you? Yeah, I have to, uh, because of balance issues, uh, hold on to uh, the treadmill because if I don't, I, I'd lose balance. And, and I can't, I, you know, body breaks down in this disease. I think, you know, I have acute spinal stenosis and scoliosis now. So the pain is always there. So I can't run, but I'll put the treadmill up to 15 and crank it up to six and hold on. But so I have a note here, you gotta be, but yeah, cause I figured you might ask, but it's kind of funny. I, I do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, get distracted or lose my attention. And there are a couple times I became like George Jetson. Remember the Jetsons when... Right, where you fly off the treadmill? Fly off, yeah, Is that where you're going? That, that, you know, so I hope that puts a smile on people's face. Yeah, I've had... A, and, and then all of a sudden everyone comes over and... Um, but the good thing is that people come over they're, they're, and direct me if I'm going in wrong directions here, David. But the, the, the people care... And there was a time, which I wrote in my notes here not long ago, I serve on the board of Us Against Alzheimer's in D.C., and I don't travel alone. I was at the airport, Reagan Airport, but my son Connor had to go to the bathroom or somewhere, and it's like 11 o'clock in the morning heading back to Cape Cod, and my body collapsed again. And just without notice, I right on the floor, my face, my laptop went flying, my oh. backpack, all these people in an airport. I drew a crowd of about 20 right away, and I, I felt like such a dumbass. And this one woman, talk about guardian angels, and maybe this is one direction we could head. Um, this one woman came up, and she was really concerned, and I figured she's probably with the, the um, airport and was worried I was going to sue them or something. And I said, no, I said, um, it, it, it's, it's my fault. 
you know, I, I have some medical issues. That's all I said. And I said, um, you know, my body collapses at times and I get confused. And she said, um, Alzheimer's, right? And I said, how did you know? And it turned out she was a doctor at Bethesda Naval Hospital who wow. talk about and and she got me up and walked me over to the counter and said take care of this man and then like an angel she disappeared but right away she goes alzheimer's dementia right wow and i said how did you know and she goes i'm a doctor at bethesda and i study this mm. so there are angels out there i believe well, they're all over Cape Cod too. I've seen I've seen you you surrounded by your community. It's a it's a special place to be for for anyone who's uh, in any sort of need. I think that's you know that's a that's a part of the the richness of of uh, your life in decline. I know it was a part of the richness of your life when you weren't in decline, but I know but it's it's also uh, you know, if if you have to be facing this stuff, I think um, where you are is, uh, I think you'll agree, is a, a pretty um, life-affirming place to be. Greg, uh, um, j- just to, um, these may seem like mundane questions, but I, I, it sounds like you're getting to the point where maybe you shouldn't be walking around unassisted anymore. Is that is that going too <laughs> far? Should you be using a walker or leaning on something or I mean if with all these collapses it it um well so I I um try to find the humor in everything and so my uh my doctor knows I'm falling a lot now and so he said um and I cut myself a lot of times pretty badly in legs and hands and face and so he said um you know, you're gonna, you probably need a walker someday. So I just kind of gave him that crazy look. And and then he said, well, how about a cane? And I flipped him off, because he's my friend, and he said, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> That's funny, what's don't wrong? you think, David? It is, but what's <laughs> I, I'm, I'm stuck on the serious part of it, forgive me. Okay. What's wrong with What's wrong with a cane? <laughs> You can get a nice distinguished-looking cane or even two well, of them. I, w- and- I would like to get, uh, and, and um, Sean, our great producer, Cochran, uh, I'd like to find a place where I could get a, a, a authentic shillelagh, and that would make me feel okay. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know what that is. Well, it's an Irish cane, right? Yeah, Sean, you want to talk I- about this? Show? Okay. Yeah. No, not really. Well, yeah, just tell me. <laughs> it's, it's an Irish cane, yeah. All yeah. the old men in Ireland walk around with the with the caps and the cane and the, the shillelagh. There you have All it. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to, whatever a Jewish cane is, I'm going to go yeah. get one for you. <laughs> well, it probably is. I don't so. know what the word know. is, but I bet, I bet there's a nice Yiddish word for, yeah. for a Jewish cane. No, it, 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 I don't know, at some point, I, I, probably should but i've been told that that's where it's heading so it's i mean i'm not your doctor but it sounds like where it's heading it's more than where it's heading it sounds like if you're if you keep falling the time is now because you don't want to fall you you know what the what the downside to falling is i yeah. I, I don't want to i mean it's your life obviously I, i'm just again this is all about candor and 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 the thoughts that are going through my head in real time, I'm trying not to censor them. So, well, I 
as your friend, you, you, I want you to not fall anymore. You're you're hitting on something that I think is important in, in a lot of ways with people with Alzheimer's dementia. Um, we 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 try to push it off. We try to pretend that we don't have to deal with it. Um, the denial word, and 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 it's you know families who are caregivers see that and then. You get tough Irish people like me who stubborn, don't don't want to give in. But I'm finding which is important, and and, and I'm glad you 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 mentioned the alcohol thing. We in this journey, people with dementia, and if anyone is in this journey, um, is listening, as painful. And and it was painful to write on Pluto, but I felt having lost so many family members, it was important as painful as it is personally to talk about it, it's important as um, you lose your ability to think rationally. And you need the David Shanks and the Sean Cochran's and and, uh, the Mary Catherine O'Brien's, my wife and family of the world, to say, hey, we love you and don't get mad, but you need to understand this. And I think maybe one of the takeaways in this conversation is to encourage caregivers to talk about it, but to encourage those, and I'm on the other side, who are dealing with this crap to realize that people are trying to help and and to listen because they could see things that we don't see so much anymore. And I think that's, that's important. Greg, uh, we we almost talked about something, but I want to get back to it before before our our uh, episode ends here. I, I want I want to know if the worse you do, the more everyone in your world is going to be feeling sorry for you. That's just the way. Yeah, I don't want that human, shit. and I don't, and and that's exactly what I want to talk about for a minute. How when you're not joking around, when you're not in a light mood. How should people? How should all of us who love you avoid just feeling pity? What, what's what are your thoughts on on like how we avoid a, a just a pity party? Um, I get asked that a lot, and I try to answer for all those who are on a similar dementia Alzheimer's journey, and I tell them. What's important to feel from other people is a four-letter word called love, L-O-V-E, caring, and um, a touch. Um, And I think that's so important because it's also coming, um, I'm just trying to think of the words here. It's, uh, give me a second. Um, It's coming from, people who someday could be on the same journey. And when you're on the journey and you realize someone is showing love, but they also realize they could be on the same journey, that's powerful. Yeah. That takes the pity out of things. That's a beautiful answer, Greg. And, and I, I hope that people are hearing that in my own awkward way, that's that's exactly 
how I'm trying to speak to you is is through kind of all filtered through my love for you even when I'm asking dumb and and banal questions but um, well no they're not they're and and um um the universe god or whatever the way you led off today was a conversation that was meant to happen i feel that and um to answer the question is the realization that people walking in dementia can help teach others if you realize you have a mission and you're not just going to lay down and people who are caregivers can help and teach those in dementia and in a funny sort of way I know this doesn't sound right but we're kind of on equal footing in teaching one another well I don't know what I'm teaching you but I'm I'm, I'm learning a, a shit oh, you, from you well, you're so. teaching me a lot, brother, so. Um, all right, well, I, I before I start to, to just, <laughs> just to wail, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna put an end to this. I feel like we've, we've had a nice touching in. I, 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 when we get off the phone, I'm gonna try to figure out how I can see you in person, because this is really painful not to, not to be with you right now. Um, but I, I, um, I'm, oh, I, hey, I understand. We're, we're in. I have a note here because I'm at, um, we're in New York for Christmas, so that's what my wife told me. So all right, well keep we'll, that we'll in talk mind. about trying to get together, yeah. um, and and I want to I want to connect with you in uh, in Western Massachusetts too. I've got all kinds of schemes in my head, but I need to convert them into reality. Um, so Greg, th- thank you for I I, I completely understand, I, and I'm glad you were honest about. Um, earlier about that impulse that to not do this broadcast just because it's getting harder and harder and and I, and that's one of the things I I most appreciate appreciate about you is that you when those when those blocks come you you kind of push through them all and I I don't want you to be superhuman but I hope you you can keep doing this for for not for me obviously but for the, our listeners as long as possible and um, with that I will read our our credits thank you all for listening today uh, to this especially sad conversation Uh, at WCAI our engineer was the great Dan Tritle thank you Dan Uh, the forgetting is a production of WCAI in Woods Hole Massachusetts and WGBH in Boston our producer as you heard hopefully he'll leave this in the edits is the great Sean Corcoran thank you Sean our theme music was composed and produced by Dr. Rudy Tanzi, who is also director of the Genetics and Aging Research Unit at Massachusetts General Hospital. And uh, we're, we're both lucky to have Rudy in our lives. Thank you, Rudy. He's a good man. Um, Greg, you may not remember, I know these concussions make it harder, but you, you still owe me 110 bucks. It's okay. actually going up now. Uh, I'm going to have a Sean fax it to you okay all right i'll have to dig out my fax machine for that it's it's somewhere in the basement is monopoly money okay with you (laughs) (laughs) monopoly money is preferred okay because is one of my favorite lines is um because alzheimer's steals your finances that and i've said this before but 
I have plenty of money. It's just tied up in debt. David, right, well, you need we'll, to laugh some more. We'll revisit that one. Uh, we, I, I will tease people. I'm not going to say the name, but we do have an ex- a very exciting special guest for our next podcast. So keep listening. And, uh, and Greg, uh, be well. Love you. And thanks for taking the time today. Love you too. Thanks, David. And, and you are so on point with your questions. Thanks. Talk to you again soon. Take care. Love you.